Hey man, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Eh? Hey man, I'm doing all right, man. So I'd like to uh, welcome my new guest to the show, uh, Bashir Abdur. He's uh, uh, about to uh, soon be a professional boxer, and uh, he's a, a great um, entrepreneur. Gonna uh, dive into his story of how he grew up and things like that. So, uh, first off, uh, how you doing? Man, I'm great. I can't complain, man. God is great. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. So, uh, as far as like you know, uh, how you grew up and things like that, man. Uh, first off, uh, where are you from? Born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um. Okay. Yeah, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, man. I grew up in uh, Detroit my whole life. Uh, just recently, I moved out to Arizona. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm originally from Detroit. Okay. And uh, is most of your family in Detroit? Absolutely. Everybody in Detroit. I only got, like, a brother out here in AZ, but everybody else, everybody in Detroit. Okay. And uh, how many siblings do you have? I'm the last 12. Uh, all, all on your mom and uh, side or dad's side. Uh, eleven is, you know, what I'm saying, you know, saying eleven is all. The the other one is 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 my mom's side. You know, what I'm saying. Okay, did you uh did you grow up in a single parent household or two parent household? I grew up. I grew up uh, growing up. Saying, you know, it, it was two parent. You know what I mean. But at a certain age, I I, I had to get up on my. Um. <laughs> Okay. And uh you know, uh as far as like growing up growing up in Detroit, man, just uh describe some of the issues, uh some of the uh obstacles and stuff that you will have to overcome. Uh you know, just an average kid growing up in Detroit, like a person, you know, that ain't never been to Detroit before, you know, just uh, describe to the people, you know, circumstances, certain obstacles you have to grow up just uh, just being in Detroit in general. Well, you know, for those who don't know, you know, growing up in Detroit is always tough. I think any kid that that, that was part of the, that grew up in the hood, that grew up where I come from, and where I come from is, it's definitely going to have the same experience. I mean, you know, it's come from poverty. Having to show the end of the state. So, you know, everybody around you is killed. Everybody around you is, is out uh, You become numb to pain. Everything that's going wrong, stealing, killing. Um, And that's how I was leaving. Opposite. I found a way to, you know, get to find peace or something. Hey, I don't know what happened yeah. to you. Yeah, I don't know what happened, bro. Uh, they say it had started breaking up. Uh, yeah, I uh, combined both of those parts. Uh, you know, the first part was three minutes, but. Uh, yeah, for people, um, just to uh, 
resume where we was at, you know, you was describing, you know, you know, obstacles that you uh had to go through, you know, an average kid growing up in Detroit. Yeah, so average kid growing up in Detroit, you know what I mean? Like anybody who come from the area that that I come from, you know, Detroit, it 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 breeds it breeds toughness, you know what I mean? Like you know what I mean by that is you know, you know, we so numb to negativity. You know, you know, we so numb to uh everything negative is positive negative. It's the complete opposite. You know what I mean? And what that means is like, you know, you become numb to pain, you come numb to death, you come numb to your brothers getting locked up, you come you become numb to people getting killed. You come, you, you you just become numb to everything that that, you know, it's kinda of like a war mentality. You know what I mean? A lot of people get stuck in that mentality, you know what I mean? But I was able to escape that mentality by you know, you know, finding boxing and finding the things that you know, what I'm saying that, that I knew that I knew can can take me out, you know, outside of that environment, you know, because in my neighborhood, you know, the people that were successful was was all hustlers, you know, what I mean, hustlers, pimps. Uh, if they wasn't doing that, they was young and scamming, robbing. Uh, if they wasn't doing that, they probably was a rapper or played ball. I mean, that's about it. But you know, since those last two was very rare, it was like one or two that's really rapping and doing their thing and making money. The ones that play ball is like one or two that really played ball and was and, and and actually made it big. So, I mean, everybody you know just geared towards you know the, the other the other two that I said first, which is you know scamming or or or, or, or you know being a hustler. So, you know, if you coming from that, you really don't got much of an option. You know, and half of the time, most people who come from that type of lifestyle fall back into the lifestyle of okay, I'm just gonna do the average. And the average is you know what I'm saying you need you know go after money. And, and and get it by any means, and um, everybody out to get you. You know what I mean? Because everybody wants the same thing you want. You know what I mean? And uh, it it just it just it just breeds toughness. It breeds a person that's that's tough mentally uh, to be able to go through all that shit. And, excuse my language. To be able to go through all that stuff and, and still be able to, to 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 be positive. Still be able to want better for yourself. And then also it it, it breeds. Um, it, it breeds confidence, man. Just knowing that you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. And, and, and that been my whole life. That been the story of my life. You know, coming from all the obstacles that I came from in, in my life, uh, it brought me to where I'm at this far, and, and it's gonna take me to where I'm, you know, what I'm saying where I'm going to be in the next ten, twenty, thirty years. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that, bro. You know, uh, it's a lot of stuff you have to go through. You know, growing up, uh, saying uh, things in a, a hood environment. You know. Uh, like role models and things like that that you don't necessarily want to look up to but that's all that you uh see every day you know as far as like the hustlers and things like that so uh as far as like when you was going through grade school you know uh what, what was some of the sports and stuff that you uh that you was into as far as you know uh before you uh jumped into boxing well uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I come up from a, you know, so my pops, he ain't like sports. Yeah, I mean, my pops really ain't like sports. I mean, we come from an athletic family. But my pops is is a is a fighting fanatic. Um, he's a he's a martial artist, and, and he he a fourth degree black belt. He was training with Bruce Lee and all them guys back in the seventies and stuff. So we ain't really had too many options to play sports. It was more fighting. So I've been fighting, introduced to fighting since I was two. Um, it wasn't boxing, but it was fighting. I introduced that boxing when I was six. But I did, of course, did have interest for um for other sports. So I played I played football, but I couldn't stay too much in football growing up because I always been a bad kid. So I so my grades was like E's and F's. 
So, of course, I got taken out of that quick. So the only thing that really that that really geared towards me my whole life was just to fight because, you know, you ain't need no good grades to fight. You ain't need to be smart. You ain't need to be nothing besides, you know what I'm saying, a hard worker and, and skilled at what you want to do and anger inside you to be able to be able to uh, be a dog. And that and, and that always, you know, it always was up my alley. You know what I mean? So I did that uh, majority of my life, man. I boxed majority of my life, man. If it wasn't boxing, it was fighting. Okay. So was uh, boxing was something that you wanted to get into or, would, or did your uh, your, your uh, dad kind of push you in that, that uh, direction? The boxing, I ain't gonna lie, boxing was all me. I mean, you know, so my brother was an influence because he, you know, he boxed before me. So he was definitely an influence and he was an inspiration, but it was all me. It, it was the only thing I felt that 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 made me feel like I'm um, I'm worthy. You know what I'm saying to myself. You know what I mean. Um, everything else I did, it, it just it just was too. It was too. Um, I don't know. It was it, it wasn't really sparking me, man. But when it comes to boxing, I just love. I love I love to, to take you know my, like my father. He he more of a fighter. I mean he more of a fighter that he fight to kill. He not really fighting to compete. He fighting to kill. So that's what he. So that's what they do. So of course he wasn't with the the fighting to compete and all that stuff. He was like, man, listen, I'm I'm gonna teach you how to kill a dude in 30 seconds or teach you how to really hurt or damage a dude. I wanted to take it on my own and and really box on my own, and that's when I went to the gym. Ever ever since I went to the gym, I never looked back. Okay, so when you uh, got into boxing as a kid, uh, when was the first time you ever sparred someone? Well, I first sparred somebody at four years old. You know what I'm saying? But you're talking about actual organized boxing. Uh, when I went to the gym and I met Coach Ali. No, no, it was before that. I think it was before that. Before that, yeah, before that. I was I was eight years old when I first started sparring. But when I first went to the gym and really took it serious, I was like 13. And, I, um, of course, I had my daddy like, hey, man, take me to the gym. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. You ain't about to box. I ain't about to be a part of that. I'm like, cool, that's how we bumped heads. And then I went to the gym on my own, man. Um <laughs> It never just did, man. It was like it was up from there. Okay, so you know, you know, when you get into a sport, man, you know, you do it. Uh, like you know, I played, you know, basketball, ran track, and things like that. I was real good at basketball. I could play college, and uh, for basketball, went to college for that. But you know, in any sport or anything that you do. You know, you could get into it because you love it and it's fun to do at the time. But uh, when did you, what age would you say when you started boxing that you really got that confidence to where you was like, I really could uh, take this somewhere? 14. Because I was never forced to, I was never forced to box. That's the thing, me. Like, I, like, like, you know, like, you know, like I said earlier, my daddy ain't, he wasn't really a fan of me boxing. None of my brothers, you know, pushed me to box. My brother boxed himself, but he didn't push me to box. I just found boxing like the best thing for me. Uh, I know I had to play some type of sport though. It was it was no other choice about that because I, you know, that's the only thing I wanted to do as a kid. When I was fourteen years old, that's when I literally dedicated my life. I dedicated my life to you know, saying the sport of boxing. Um, excuse me for you know for the phone call. But uh, I dedicated myself to the sport of boxing, man. At 14 years old, that's when I knew that I'm going to take over. I'm going to do this, and it's going to be my name. That's how I'm going to make a name for myself. And uh, I never looked back since. 
Uh, that's what's up, man. So as you uh, started to take it serious when you was 14 years old, were you uh, getting into any type of competitive uh, tournaments? Uh, were you, um, you know, uh, I heard a couple of them, like the Golden Gloves and things like that. Were you uh, that deep into it as far as competitive tur- tournaments around the state or uh, different parts of the country? Or were you just, you know, just staying local, just getting better as the time went by? Nah, I was I was definitely competing. I was definitely competing in tournaments, um, diamond gloves, silver gloves, golden gloves. I was competing all my life, you know, ever since. As soon as I got in, the coach I was had, you know, you know, Coach Ali Salam, you know, you know, may God rest his soul. Uh, he put me through, he put me through everything he, you know, he, he, you know, he can get me into. So we sparred, you know, if if we wasn't competing in tournaments, we was competing through different states. We wasn't just in Detroit. We was going to Philly, Utah, Ohio. Um, we was going all over the country just to to to, to um to fight, and uh, we fought everywhere, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, that's the one of the main reasons why I became the fighter that I am. Um, is because of the fact that I was able to have different type of experience with pros at at a, at, a, at a young age, at 14, 15 years old, I was sparring real champions. You know what I mean? And um, so I skipped the line of amateurs, man. I never really, I, I don't ever can consider myself ever being an amateur fighter. Because when I was an amateur fighter, I always had to style because that's the way I trained. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely understand that, man. That's the best way to come up, you know, when you, uh, you know, when you had a young age like that, you could build that muscle memory to where, you know, versus a person starting at an older age and they having to pick all that stuff up. And it's a, a gap, you know, from a person starting off as a kid versus somebody that probably started off as a late teenager or, or a young adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. So as far as uh, as you went through high school, you graduated high school, uh, when, when did you enter, uh, enter the amateurs, like as far as, you know, um, the actual amateur league? I was 14. Oh, so you competed in the amateurs from 14 all the way up to now? Yeah, I'll create. And uh, how many current uh, current amateur fights do you have under your belt? And uh, what's your uh, record? Man, I'm not sure what my record is. Um, to be honest with you, we you know we fought in a lot of we fought in a lot of um, we fought in a lot of tournaments. So my amateur record is definitely I had definitely over 20 fights. Um, but the thing is, with me, it was like like I told you before. A minute ago, my coach wasn't really a fan of. Um, I ain't gonna say he wasn't a fan, but we we really ain't have a whole lot of fights a year, bro. Like we 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 you know we fought the the fights that count, you know, through our amateur career. You know what I mean? And um, and we just sparred, sparred heavy. Got better with sparring. So I had over, I had over, I had over twenty fights. I had over, I had probably like around thirty some fights, man. Uh, amateur fights, you know what I mean. But the fights that I had, it, it made it like I made them count. It was, it was, it was, it was Golden Glove tournaments. It was Diamond Glove tournaments. It was national events. It was the qualifiers. It was, it was stuff like that. It was never no. And then it was, it was ones in the city too, or, 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 or local shows. But they was, you know, what I'm saying they was for the right reasons, man. So we ain't just fight every week like other fighters did and had over 100, 200 amateur fights. I, I don't got that story. My story is, man, I fought when I fought. I fought. You know the right fights, and um, 
on top of that, I spar a lot, a lot of real champions. So I ain't get better over having a lot of amateur fights. I got better over, you know, my preparations. All right, man. Barbershop uh, type question. Uh, when was the first – what age uh, were you when uh, the first time you knocked someone out? And uh, who was the first uh, – just uh, name a couple of the world champions that you actually sparred against as you was coming up. First age I knocked somebody out, 13. 13. Okay. Uh, and I knocked somebody out in boxing. First day I knocked somebody out in general I was nine years old. Um, then the other question you said, you said, what's the second question? Uh, just uh, name uh, name a couple people that you uh, that you spar with as world champions that you know that people might know. Oh, okay, easy man. Tony Harrison, that's my brother. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, K9. Um, he's from Detroit. He's a real champion. There's two. Uh, well, the other one, he ain't really real champion yet. But he coming up. Jerron Ennis. Um, who else I sparred, man? Sab Judah. Uh, yeah. The list going on. I can't think of all of them right now. But there's a, there's a few of them that I, uh, I got in there and did work against. But me. Person though, man. Mainly that's my brother. Mainly him. He through the years, man. Sparring him, I always got better, man. He brought the best out of me every time. That's what. That's what's up, man. I know. I like. I was a fan of uh, a Zab Judah when he came up. You know, uh, I think uh, one of Floyd Mayweather's toughest fights when he fought Zab Judah when he was younger. You know, I, I like Zab Judah uh, style. You know, he was one of my favorite people to watch when I was. Uh, when I watched uh, boxing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he was he, he was in uh, he was in our camp. He, he came to Detroit and he camped out with my uh, in 2017, and uh, he was there for a couple months or whatever. You know, so 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 yeah, I learned a lot from Zab Judah, man. He he's a, I mean, of course, I caught him in the end. He wasn't really the Zab Judah everybody know of, but you know, the, he was a lot wiser. The wisdom he taught all of us in, in that camp it was it, it, it was it was good it was for for a kid that was 16 17 18 years old I think I was like 17 going on 18 years old that you know it's just it's just it was a great experience man you know great experience right so uh without giving too much away man um uh, describe your uh, what what type of style you have in the ring. Are you like a are you a counter puncher? You kind of balance. You kind of just go off the flow of people. Are you a defensive fighter? You know, like uh, what's your type of style that you adopted? You know, uh, for sure a counter puncher. For sure a a fighter that's going to adjust. Uh, I don't fight every fight. I don't box the same with everybody. Stick to the jab and whatever. Um, I, I, you know, whatever I set up, I, I, I go crazy. So if I'm, if I'm seeing knockout, I'm pushing knockout. If I'm seeing a stoppage, I'm pushing stoppage. If I'm seeing it's going to be, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good boxing battle. We, you know, we're going to box. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I adjust it uh, the best way I can. But, um, I'm not getting the ring. I'm not throwing the first punch. It's probably, the, I'm throwing, I'm throwing the punches that make the most sense. It's going to land the most. I ain't throwing the punches. It's just going to just throw punches, just throw punches. I've never been the type of fighter. More technical sound than that. You know what I mean? So I know you at a current state in your career right now where you're about to, um, 
make a big decision. So um, where, um, you know, for um, people out there, you know, um, just give like an estimate time frame, you know, of uh, when you're about to turn pro and um, and uh, just uh, go at it as far as a professional career in boxing. September 2022. Okay. September, that's the goal I gave myself. That's the goal that, that I want to do it in, and I don't want to do it no other time after that, man. You know, I've um, been long overdue. You know what I mean? Long overdue is a lot of obstacles that came through this. You know what I'm saying? A lot of obstacles that came in my life since the time I, you know, since the the, the, the month that I was supposed to go pro. I was supposed to go pro back in May 2020. You know what I mean? But everybody know what happened in 2020, COVID. Uh, not only COVID, but, you know, so my coach passing 2021. You know what I'm saying? Uh, things wasn't looking good for me as far as, like, the boxing world. I got into my businesses, and that took off. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's, it's time for me to go crazy. I'm giving myself, you know, some time to get myself in the full camp mode, full nutritionist, full everything, to get myself 100%. In September, I'm going out there to kill. Okay. So, with your coach passing, man, um, sorry to hear that. Uh, what – um. How is your team set up now? Do you have your team already set up as far as, like, you know, uh, when you do turn pro in uh, September, as far as, like, you know, a new trainer, management, things like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course, I'm going back home to train. Uh, train with the same the same guys that was there when I was a kid, when I was a shorty. And, uh, and uh, as far as, as far as, like, the, 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 the main head coach part, if I'm fighting out here in Arizona, and you know, I got my guy that you know what I'm training with now, your old head out here, you he he he's a great a great mentor to me out here in Arizona. But um as far as as far as after that, probably if I fight back home in Detroit, I'm I'm definitely working with my guys back home. You know what I mean? But if I fight out here, I'm I'm gonna work with him, you know, at the end of the day. Okay. So um, you know, uh before we uh switch gears here, man, um uh, you know, uh, what do you want out of boxing? And uh, just uh, give some of your short and long term goals as far as like uh, what uh, as far as your boxing career. Uh, long term goals is, is to be is, is to be known in the sport as one of the best. Um, short term goals. Just, just be, just, just show up every fight and win and dominate, man. Um, me, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a down to earth guy, man. You know what I mean? I'm tell, you, I'm gonna tell you like it is. Uh, I don't, I don't, I know this boxing game to the point where I know what it come in and what it's, you know, what it's about, you know, as far as the business uh, standpoint. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, I want to do this my way. What I mean by that is, is that you know, uh, it got to make sense for me. Every fight got to make sense for me. I'm cool with taking the tough fights. I'm cool with taking the hard fights, but it got to make sense. I'm not going to get used as a rag doll. I'm not going out with my, you know what I'm saying, my head down, meaning like, you know, I'm just going to just do anything somebody tell me, you know what I mean? Because I've seen too many fighters, you know, go down that walk of life and they don't, you know, they don't end up getting, the, you know, things in their favor. So I'm doing everything business, man. I'm, I'm coming in as a businessman, not an athlete. You know what I mean? I'm coming in there as a businessman, not an athlete. It will make the most sense. That's what I'm going to do every fight. And uh, if it don't make sense, man, I ain't doing it. 
You know, that's that you know, that's my aspect. Boxing, professional boxing is not a sport, it's a business. You know, a lot of people get a, a lot of people get confused with that. And that's why Floyd Mayweather was was one of the guys that, you know, and, and even even up to date, uh, Devin Haney, you know what I mean? These guys like that. It's, it's very few of them. But that's why they was able to do it. And they did it in a particular manner because they thought about this is a business. This is not amateurs no more where you just fight and do what you got to do. Pro boxing, you got to do things that make the run the most sense. And that's what I'm willing to do, man. So long-term goal with that, of course, come a real champion. Of course, be a, a multi-divisional real champion. Uh, short-term goals, man, take every fight and dominate every fight. You know what I'm saying? But it's business first before everything. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're you're not just in boxing, man, uh, and in the NFL uh, as well, you know, have a lot of people get screwed over with, you know, having bad financial advisors or, you know, bad teams around them and things like that. So uh, it's good to know that, you know, you have people that you could look at like a Floyd Mayweather or Devin Haney or other fighters that, you know, took the more smarter approach as far as when they started their career off and not signed their life away and had them in a, a messed up situation or or be shelved on a prom- uh, promotion team until they want to uh, use you, you know. Absolutely. You know, and, and I ain't going – I'm telling you, you know, one thing my coach, Ali Salam, always told me, don't ever – he said this is a business and they're going to try to use you in their favor to whatever makes best for them, whatever makes the most sense for them. And if you feel that way, you know what I'm saying, this is not the game for you. It's a business. People, a lot, a lot of these fighters don't understand the business. And I was talking um, the other day about how you know a lot of fighters. I've seen a lot of fighters that could beat. And I'm sure they can beat the top top 154 pounders, the top 147 pounders. I know they can, you know, or, or they could have um, if they had the opportunity to fight these guys. Skillful wise, they better than, than a lot of these guys. But the reason why you don't hear about these dudes' names is because of the bad promotion, the bad sign, to the bad management. A bad, a bad. It's, 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 it's this shit is serious, man. And, and, and the reason why it's so serious is because every fighter is, is, is their own person, they their own campaign. You know, when you got a football team, a basketball team, you know, you got a hundred, you got a hundred games, you got five, uh, five players, you got eleven players on football. So everybody is, um, everybody, everybody got somebody to rock with. You know what I mean? And you get another chance. Boxing, man, you got really got like fifteen fights to prove yourself. And if and them fifteen fights are crucial, if you got if you got some good if you if you got fifteen fights and they done the right way, okay, you 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 know you're gonna be next up to to, to you know to, to get to get in that position to be a real champion or, or or get that spotlight. But a lot of people, man, they first ten to fifteen fights is not it's not geared the right way, um, and, and they end up end up you know risking their life every time they get in that ring and not understanding that they being used. You know what I mean? And um. And like I said, you know, me understanding that, you know, it's it's very very important to be used in the right way um, instead of being used like a rag doll, man. So people got to understand it's a business, not a it's not a sport, it's a business. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, um, I'm definitely uh, rooting for you uh, as far as um, boxing and everything goes, as far as your uh, your personal life and things like that. So. Uh, transition to another gear as far as uh other things you do in your life you know a lot uh, a lot of people don't know that you uh or some people know that you also a, a entrepreneur 
and you do uh, courses and things for like crypto and trading stocks and things like that. And got other businesses going on. So as far as your courses that you uh, host, as far as uh, having people come out to your events and things like that, as far as uh, you teaching people about crypto and stocks and, you know, the whole game as far as uh, things like that, uh, just kind of uh, describe, you know, an overview of what you got going on with that. Shoot, first off, yeah, first off, I'm definitely an entrepreneur. Uh, I own three companies as we speak. Um, you know, being you know having a car dealership, a hookah bar, and a and a chicken wing franchise. Uh, aside from that, yeah, you're right. Uh, I do crypto. I, I got into it, and I loved it. And uh, now I'm at a point where I can teach it and build. So you know, I have I have events here in Arizona. I have events. You know, I'm I'm starting to go on tour soon. I'm gonna have events in Detroit, and I'm gonna go all over and just promote this because everybody got a bad. A lot of people got a bad look on crypto. A lot of people got bad a bad look on, on this industry, like it's it's a scam or it's it's not gonna work out. But really, you know, this is the new future. This is the new wave. You know, what I mean, this is what you know is gonna be around for a long time because you know, every, if those who don't know, you know, saying the dollar has no more value. You know what I mean? So everything is digital. So now we're going to a phase where we're in a digital currency era, and um, you and 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 you know. Um, you know, I teach that. I, I I teach that. I'm around mentors. I'm around people that's that that that's at the pinnacle of of of, of the crypto industry. The pinnacle of you know of of the NFTs. NFT just came out. You know, at the pinnacle of this stuff. You know, at the pinnacle of the you know the the, the um I'm sorry the the metaverse. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing that nobody a lot of people don't know about. If y'all ain't, if a lot of people ain't realizing, but if you look at Instagram, Instagram is a meta. It, it, everything start with a meta. You go to you, you go to uh, the Facebook Marketplace. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Facebook Facebook Messenger. You know what I mean? They say meta. Everything got the meta, the, the word meta in it. And I teach exactly what all that is. And I teach how you can get into that, how you can invest into that, how you can change your life with that. Because the name of the game is to, is to be able to be well off, man, to be able to to provide for yourself and your family. Um, you know, without trading your time for it, man. You know, uh, time is very, very, very important. I'm sure every grown, every older person wish they was younger. Every younger person, you know what I'm saying, want to hold on to their age because time is something that we can never get back. We can get the most money in the world, but we can't never get back time. We can't buy that. We can't purchase it. So if, if I could, you know, if I could show you and tell you a way that you can maximize your time and still be able to make money and still be able to be, to be free and be a, have to have a financial freedom, you know what I'm saying? I would love to show anybody who, who, who wants to know that, you know what I'm saying, how to go down that route. You know, uh, riches it's not just having a lot of money, rich is being able to, to make, you know what I'm saying? Residual income and residual income creates happiness. You know what I mean? And, um, and if those who don't know what that is, is is to be able to have a skill set that, um, it works for you. You know what I mean? Your money works for you. A lot of people, a lot of people look like don't know what that means to have a money work for them. You know what I mean? They, 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 you know, all they know is, is to get up, go to work and come back home. We working for money. Even having a business, even owning a business, even me owning owning my businesses, I understand now. Like, hey, my my businesses, really, I'm working for them businesses as well. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to have, but at the same time, you know, that's not a really a good feel because why? I still got to be there nine, ten hours out of the day, or three or four hours, whatever. How long I got to be there? I still got to be there to make some money to make it work. I have to be there. But this is a whole new space where it's like it's going to work without you being at work at all you don't have to be at work all you got to do is tap in take a couple of trades tap in you know make a couple of investments 
and those investments just double, triple overnight. You know, double and triple over the week. Over uh, when Bitcoin first came out, Bitcoin was like a thousand, thousand dollars a share, a couple hundred dollars a share at one point in time. Now Bitcoin is worth forty two thousand dollars, and went up. It went up to sixty, I believe, at one point in time. So, you know, a person like you know, those years passed by. You know, regardless, like 2013, 2012, that passed by. It's about 10, 10 or 9 years ago. But if you would have made that investment, and, and as of today, you know, you would have had the money you would have had. So it, just like that, it's going to be more coins, more things to come out now that's going to be more valuable in the next two to three, five years. Let's hop on it. Let's make it happen. Let's take advantage of what's going, you know, what's going on around us, man. And um, I teach that and I promote that. And, and I, I'm trying to change lives. I'm going to change lives. And I have changed lives. And I got and I, and I got and I got walking testimonies of that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm always, you know, you know, I'm a a pure-hearted person, man. And uh, you know, I uh, help anybody, you know, if I got it, you know, and uh, run into somebody else that's uh, kind of get the uh, same morals as me. And as far as you know, uh, wanting to see people in a better position and. Uh, help people, you know, on the come up and things like that. That's a uh, very, very awesome thing uh, that you have going on. And you're going to be blessed three times for that, man, because, you know, uh, um, you know, a legacy, a legacy is uh, based, the way I look at legacies, like a legacy is based on how many people you, you know, you affected while you was here, not what you accomplished, you know, individually. That has a, 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 plays a part into your legacy as well, but I uh, value more as far as like how many people you affected in a positive way while you was here. So that's a great thing that you uh, got going on as far as, you know, helping people uh, get to a different financial uh, level in their life and being able to earn income passively. So as far as, you know, your courses and things like that, uh, if somebody wanted to get in contact with you or want to know how to register for one of your courses, how can they get in contact with you? And uh, and how often do you do these courses? Well, I'm 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 uh, I do these courses any day, any time. I'm I'm, not sure. I'm ready to go. I'm open like Seven Eleven. I'm 24 hours with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but as far as as far as my events. I got events um, in Arizona a lot. I, I'm about to start, you know, branching off and doing events all over the country. Um, but if y'all want to get in touch and y'all want to get, you know, in tune, is just, just just DM me seven 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 to my DMs and seven 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 means the rich. You know, that's as well. When you go to the, to, you know, into a casino, you hit seven seven seven, you up. You know what I mean? So just just DM that to me on Instagram at Bashir Abdur with three R's. Um, you know, of course, you know we're gonna put it in the description of this, of this, of this interview. Um, but yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Just DM me, you know, reach out to me, you know what I mean? Uh, and I, I'm, I'm always here to help. Like, like you just said, you know what I'm saying? Creating a legacy is to be able to die and still people still benefit off the work that you put in. You know what I mean? That's, to me, that's an iconic person. You know what I mean? I always wanted to be that dude today. You know, even if I don't see all the fruits of my labor, even if it's only, it's only meant for me to make 50 million in my life or a hundred million, but the, the people that's after me can make billions. I'm cool with that. Why? Because you know, I paid away for that. You know what I mean? And, and because and, and through the inspiration of, you know what I'm saying, what I did in my life caused another person to 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 to, to top what I did. And um, you never know who you reach, man. You never know. Who touch. I'm I'm open for anybody, any anybody, whoever want to learn, man. I don't care where you at. Just tap in. Don't be afraid. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. So as you, uh, you know, you was uh, on your boxing route and things like that. Um, who was the one that gave you the game about this? And uh, or as far as you know, getting into this crypto game and um, getting to the point where you can help other people and teach other people. And um, who, uh, yeah, basically, like you know, who gave you the game as far as you know? Um, to get where you at now as far as this crypto game goes? Well, who introduced me to it was my brother. Um, and who gave me it was the academy that I'm in. I'm a part of it. It's called I Am Master Academy. And, uh, you know, that gave me the game to everything I know. And, of course, being around a lot of mentors, being around a lot of guys that that are at the pinnacle of this, man. You know, um, a few man, Nano Torres, uh, you know, Manny Q, KD, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's go on and on and on, man. I met a lot of important, you know, people uh in this in this space, man. And um, you know, Alex Morton, you know what I'm saying? Uh who, who's another one? Uh Nick Gomez. You can look these guys up. They 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 probably Instagram famous and everything. But um yeah, I met all these guys. These guys, man, they just told me everything I know. You know what I mean? And uh but it started off my brother, man. My brother, he he's an entrepreneur, like you know, you you know, like myself. Um, I always box, man. My heart is always in boxing, but I'm always I'm always also a businessman. I'm, I've been a businessman before anything, honestly. I mean, I, I've been boxing for a long time, but for the exact amount of years I've been boxing, I have I, I was interested in business. I had a business, I, you know what I'm saying. So I'm always I'm always looking for other ways to um to keep food on the table, man. You know, I don't do boxing for. The money, I never did it for the money. So, you know, you know, I do boxes. I love it, and it's my heart. But as far as money, I'm always looking for things to do with that that, that don't require too much of my time. And, um, you know, you know, as soon as I got introduced to this, it was, like, right up my alley, and, and, and I wanted to be an advocate of Yeah, absolutely, man. I know, uh, yeah, I admire everything that you're doing, bro, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, you know, I'm grateful to uh, be able to come in contact with you, establish a rightful relationship with you. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, uh, I think a lot of people is doing a, doing themselves a disservice, you know, not really uh, taking the time out to learn about this digital currency and things like that, because it's going to be one of those things where, you know, just like any other inventions and things that come up in life, uh, you don't want to be the one left behind holding, twiddling your thumbs when you could have had plenty of uh, months and years where you could have, you know, uh, invested time to get more knowledgeable about uh, what's going, what's what's to come and what what's now as far as this uh, digital currency go. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like I said right now, if I was, if I was knowledge about Bitcoin, when it first, I mean, about yeah, when the Bitcoin when it first came out, bro, I would, I would have, I would have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I would have put my last dollar I had at the time in that, or told anybody around me that had someone to throw their last dollar in that. But you know, sometimes the thing is when when a lot of people not around you not doing something, you don't do it. But that's not a good thing because it, you know, the things that really take off, the things that really take people and change their life is stuff that everybody not doing. You know, everybody wasn't trying to, you know, what I'm saying make the light bulb, you know, but Thomas Edison was. Everybody wasn't trying to, you know what I mean, um be in the in the studio, you know, recording at, at late nights and, and, and 
and not clubbing, but Jay Z did it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, all the billionaires and all the people that that successful, man. You know, it took, it, it, you know, they at a, at a point in time, like, like they did something where they was the only person in the room, they was the only person doing it. But that's why you're hearing about it right now. That's why you 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 know you're hearing their stories because the the time and the effort that they put in to get to where they at right now. You know what I mean? They, you know, what I'm saying they uh, had to go through those times of being alone, and you know, they, you know, and, and that's what made them great. So that's because everybody not hopping on this NFT crypto stuff. That's because everybody thinks it's a scam or whatever the case may be. Whatever stops somebody to do, it's gonna be a day where everybody doing it and you missed out. And that person, whoever, it is, whoever it is that missed out, they gonna miss out. They gonna be like, damn, I wish I'd have hopped on. But like I said, it's, it, it, you know, what I'm saying it's best to it's best to jump in early than jump in late. You know what I mean? And um. Everybody right now got an opportunity to learn something about it. If you ain't going to invest, but learn something about it, because this is currency. You're looking up every, every, a lot of places now got, or they, you know, they accepting Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, crypto, they accepting. It's, it's just, it's just, man, it's, it's crazy. Like the Staples Center, you know what I mean? It's not a crypto center now, I believe. Staples Center is where, they, you know, since Los Angeles Lakers play. So, it's countries like, you know what I'm saying, El Salvador that's only taking cryptocurrency, you know what I'm saying, for their, uh, you know, their currency. So it's, 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 it's crazy. It's taking over, man. It's really taking over, you know what I'm saying, get rolled, you know, so you either roll with it or get rolled on. That's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. People need to get with, get with the program and, uh, you know, um, it doesn't hurt to have too much knowledge. You know, knowledge is more valuable than, than having a lot of money, you know, you can uh, so um, people, a lot people out there, you know, you should really invest the time into learning about this digital currency and uh, and anything in life that comes up, you know, that's that's valuable, that's gonna be valuable to your future as far as putting you at a different level. Yeah. And, uh, as far as uh, I know you have an event uh, tomorrow, so uh, just tell the people about event that you got uh tomorrow as far as about uh what we just talked about and uh and anything else um that you got going on that you want to promote um so i'll say that as well and uh and um list all your social medias and stuff as well all right my event tomorrow 30 um is in phoenix arizona you know what I mean? Tune into that. I'm gonna be on live with it. So you know, if you miss, if you can't make it out, anybody that's, that's gonna listen to this in this in the Phoenix area, if, you, if y'all can't make it out, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be on my story, uh, in my live on Instagram. My Instagram is is Bashir Abdur, B A S H E E R A B D U R with three R's. Um, follow me on there. Follow me on Twitter at Bashir Abdur. Uh, what else? I want. I just want to promote. You know, I had I had these events every every like twice a month. Uh, I'm going on tour soon, so I'll be in there. I'll be in a lot of cities. If you in, if you in Detroit, if you in Kentucky, uh, if you in New York, you in Chicago, you in Toledo, Ohio. If you in these cities, man, just tap in on my DMs and we can link up and and just network. As far as my fight, like I said in September, I will I will be going in that ring and 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 uh, you know what I'm saying making that happen and 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 uh, putting my stamp out there. Um, as far as me personally, I got I got a B2B brand. It stands for Bums to Bosses. It's a clothing brand, but it's also a nonprofit organization that um, is going to get back to kids and poverty in the city of Detroit, and not only in Detroit but all over the country. Uh, you know, you, you know that's the goal with it. So, you know, uh, when you know, you know, when you buy a T-shirt, you're being a part of 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 of, of a movement that's you know saying it's bigger than life. And, and we just we, we just got done talking about being a a legend and having a legacy. 
and, and, and you know, having something behind for people that's, you know, since you know, since the, 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 that's here to come, you know, after we pass. And that's what I want to do to establish a, 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 a source of a source of support and help for anybody in the city and in the inner cities or whatever. Um, that 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 need that push, that need that need that drive. I know I needed it when I was a kid. There's a lot of things that I had to I had to sit out on. A lot of terms I couldn't go to. A, a lot of places I could, a lot of trips I couldn't go. You know you know, on because, you know my parents uh, you know didn't have the money. My coach ain't had the money, so I didn't have that. I didn't have that experience. You know what I mean. So to be able to get in my position right now, I ain't nothing if I can't get back to you know send to somebody that needs something. So support the brand, bums the bosses. That's also on my Instagram. Uh, and 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 I, I will be dropping the clothes next month, and I'm gonna put that on my Instagram too. So, basically, the best thing to play it safe is follow me on Instagram and everything I do. You're gonna be tuned in everything that I'm doing, and I'm gonna reach out to you. You know what I mean? Just hit my line. Absolutely, man. You know, um, yeah, everybody tap in with Bashir Door, man. You know, he got a lot of great stuff uh, going on in the future and in the present. You know. Uh, Everybody um, don't need to miss those opportunities, you know, to tap in with them now before, you know, things pass over you. And, uh, yeah, I admire everything you're doing, bro. And uh, uh, great, you know, uh, uh, grateful to call you as a a friend now. And uh, hopefully we uh, build a stronger relationship as time goes by. And and, I appreciate you uh, coming on the – Eric J the Great uh podcast today. And um before we get off of here, uh for all your uh people that's been following you through the amateurs and all your new boxing fans to come that you don't know when you go pro, man. What's the one last message you wanna send out to people as you uh embark on your professional journey as a boxer? For all the ones that know me, you know, that know my stories, a lot of them out there. Um uh, all around the all around the country, all around the world. Uh, everything I do, man, I do it for the legacy. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't doing nothing for the money. I'm not doing nothing for the fame. I'm doing nothing for the credibility. I'm doing this because this is my legacy, and whatever and whatever come my way, I'm embrace it. I stand on principle. I stand on character. Everybody know that from my story of being, um, you know, all the stuff that I've been through. You can, you know, when you, you know, when you look me up, you search my name up. You know, they'll tell you what it, everything that I've been through. Um, you know, but, um, the people that been supporting me, man, y'all know what I stand on. The people that's going to come through and, and follow me after, I, you know, they hear about me in the future. This is what I stand on. I stand on principle. I don't do nothing for no money. I don't do nothing for no fame. I don't do nothing for no clout. You know what I mean? I fight to, to inspire. I live to inspire. And I'm just blessed to be able to be in the position I am. And, and, um, I ain't, I ain't worrying about nothing else, man. I, I, if I can just inspire the next person to do something, you know what I'm saying? If a person's lazy and he see a video of me, he see something I'm doing, and he, he wakes up and, and make it happen. If somebody inside the islands of wherever, somebody in Cuba, somebody in, in, in Africa, you know, just watching me on, on Instagram or, or YouTube and they just see one of my videos of me fighting or talking or inspiring somebody, and I'll be able to inspire that person, you know what I'm saying, to wake up every day and do something that they want to do and follow their passion. That's what I do this shit for. I don't do it for nothing else. And uh, that's the you know to me that bring me comfort when somebody tell me, hey man, you know I, I watched the video of yours, or I watched a, a fight of yours, or I watched a uh, you know something you was doing, and you just keep going, you inspired me. I live for those moments, man. I don't I don't live for nothing else. It ain't nothing else that I'm here, I'm here for because I was that same person that's I'm inspired. I'm it's like even this day I'm inspired by somebody that that's that you know what I'm saying that wakes me up in the morning that want to make me go harder. So we live to inspire, man. 
I live to inspire. I don't do this for me. I do this for you. Period. Absolutely, man. And this concludes another uh, episode of the Eric J. The Great podcast, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on as a guest today. And like I tell everybody that uh, comes on my podcast, anything, anytime uh, that you have something that you want to promote or get out to people on a platform or things like that, you know, uh, hit me up anytime. And I also, you know, uh, I don't know if you looked at my previous episodes, but I talk about a lot of real life stuff too, like barbershop conversations as far as, you know, child support, police brutality, like real life stuff that people might encounter on their everyday lives, you know, uh, just basically having like a healthy dialogue with, with multiple people, you know, because I think uh, mental health is a, uh, is a, it's a real thing, uh, especially among the minority community, because uh, us as minorities, we're to we're uh, we're been trained and programmed to you know just accept bad treatment and uh, just uh, accept it on the chin and keep moving with our lives, and uh, and I just think uh, just having a platform that's healthy to talk about you know things that you don't went through or personal situations you know as far as like uh real life situations could be healthy because i know it helped me a lot uh as far as things i went through in the military and in my personal life as far as talking about it with other people and getting different opinions and perspectives from different people from uh different backgrounds yeah no doubt you no doubt I, and i want to tell you this too man i'm proud of what you're doing uh you know what i'm saying I, i'm a fan of it i'm a supporter of it man Any, anything you need Anything you might want, any 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 show you got episodes you got, I'm gonna tap into it. Uh, and I'm like I said, we know we locked in now, so we know we, we gonna continue to run it up. And uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for you, bro. Yeah, likewise, bro. And uh, everybody, you know, uh, you click the link on my Instagram, Eric J the Great Podcast. I'm on every screaming platform that you could be on. I'm on. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher, Radio Public, anywhere you can get your uh, podcast. I'm on there. So uh, just uh, follow all my episodes, you know, follow, listen, and um, feel free to DM me with any topic suggestions or if you want to be a guest, I'm open to have a conversation with anybody. And this concludes the episode for today and uh, have a good night.